Two guys on a mission to provoke you to greatness. We're tackling tough subjects and sharing real life experiences. No, no holds, holds barred. barred. We've fought for our family's freedom and want to help you achieve the same. If you want to live a life you've never lived, you have to do things you've never done. Let, Let the, the story, story begin. begin. We're live. We're live. We're live. Hi. How's the camera look? So what's up, Nikki? What's up, bro? I'm here. I know. I love I'm it. I'm like live in person. I, so we're sitting on the couch and I'm just like. He starts hitting. I get starry eyed though. I get starry. I love this dude. He's you have no me. idea. And he was pounding on my chest. Because he's got a solid chest. Yeah. It is. You're, you're built solid. Yeah, man. Well, I miss you, man. I miss you too, bro. It's good to be here. It's good to be uh, back home. This is where I grew up in Connecticut. Um, I lived at Nikki's house for quite a few years. And uh, some of my fondest memories are waking up to a sword in my face. No, no. A katana. No, I'm sorry, no, katana. No, 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 no. I that? would say, it's time to get up. It's time to get up in the morning. But you would also stand over me yeah. with a freaking 24-inch <laughs> sword. I would have that, and, and uh, I, have, I have a 50 caliber blowgun. Oh, it's a blowgun. It's what they use in like the Aborigine movies. But except know? it's a fifty caliber, and I used a stun. I used a stun dart, and I shot Raymond in the chest. Remember that? Do you oh remember? My gosh, yes. Yeah, he was like, "Oh, what's it feel like?" <laughs> and you actually shot him. I, well, we yeah, he was probably like twenty feet away, and I. Oh my gosh! Those some hurt. They crazy hurt. Crazy moments. Uh, some of those. Some of those real. Oh yeah. The They'll real go right ones, through. You know, they go, go right through. Through you. Oh, yeah. for, through wood. Yeah, I remember. You yeah. showed me. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that was nuts. You you have you have quite a. Uh, I have some fun you toys. Have quite an arsenal of yeah. weaponry. So that here's a funny story, Mark. So Mark lived with me. We we talked about that. But when I met my wife. She walked into the apartment and she said, oh, no, no, <laughs> I, I cannot live like this. Yeah, yeah. I had I had samurai swords and nunchucks yeah. and everything. Rifles, throwing stars. stars. <laughs> yeah. You had this one little dagger kit. Oh, Remember yeah. yeah. Oh, kit? yeah. I love that. And they were perfectly. I level. still have it. <laughs> yeah. And we used to throw them against the door in yep. your house. Yes. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild, man. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. So then uh, I knew that we were going to live at that apartment, and, and we renovated that apartment. Um, oh, what's oh, yeah, that? We're live. Oh, Just sure we, we're watching yeah. Transform DJs. Yeah. So anyway, what were you saying? I don't know. You were saying me off, man. something about so uh, I just so you know I I am all over the place in here. Yeah. So well, plus we had a, a an entire cup of espresso, Italian espresso, yeah. and so I'm like, I actually put two pods in oh each cup. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Hello? Hello? Oh yeah, we're going to hello. You know what the halal is, guys? 53rd and 6th, baby. If you know what halal is... The halal guys. Drop it in the comments right now that you've been 
to Halal in city. It doesn't count in Yonkers. 51st and 6th. 53rd and 6th. Exactly what I just said. Yes, the Halal guys. And it, there's only one. There's about 30 of them, but there's only one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's only one. Yeah, yeah. And you've been taking me there since I was probably 13 years old. Yeah. Right around 13 years old. I took Mark to a really dope club. At 13. No, I was probably like 15. In the city. Which one? The one where we cut the line and walked right? Freaking, uh, uh, uh... Shelter. No, Versace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was it called? Sachi. 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 Oh, man, he made me dress up in this, like, leather, dope leather jacket, and I had, like, this Kanga hat on. And we walked right in. Listen, he said, don't say a word. He said, just follow my lead. And we cut the line. There was about 100 people waiting. We cut the line. Right up. I was 15 years old. And the the girl at the door, she looked at me. She looked at Mark. She was like. Wait a second. (laughs) What were you thinking, man? Wait. (laughs) And this was the guy that came to me in church and said, I got your back. No matter what what we're going through in life, I got your back. I'll be there for everything. You can call me on and you can call on me for anything. Sachi, wow, I can't believe you remember the name of that club. Sachi, bro, yes. That was a dope club. But better than Sachi was Vinyl or Shelter. I took you to Vinyl or Shelter. 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 Do you remember the raid that happened? Yes. When we left Shelter? Yeah. Do you remember Do you remember your dad said, what were you doing at that club? Um, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> do you remember? Yes. That How did he like, know about it? Beetle. Beetle somebody. Beetle somebody. <laughs> we'll just leave that right there. We'll leave that right there. Where are we? We can't tell you. Uh, man, I could Yeah, we've had some crazy, crazy, crazy things. Shelter, shelter, vinyl. It goes way back. That yeah, place. it lives for like house music. Yeah, house music. That used Tech to be a party. There used to part, be a party there called NASA, which was an incredible party. Mark yeah. wasn't a, uh, a part of that, but no. uh, gosh. It, it, man, I'll tell you, the history of house music. I, I wish we could go into that right now. House music yeah. is one of my passions. Yeah, yeah. Lo- no, house music, not ED, not electronic, not electronic dance music, not EDM, house, house music. music, real grassroots, organic, authentic yes. house music. Yes. Like, like what these guys play, but you can't hear it. Yeah. We had some crazy times, man. Mm-hmm. Going into the city when I was 13, 14, 15 years old, man, Driving in the city. Now, let's just talk about driving into the city for a second. You learned how to drive. This fool taught me how to drive. I learned how to drive when I was around 15 years old, before I had a license. I learned how to drive driving into Manhattan. Mm -hmm. I learned how to drive in Manhattan. Yes. Because you were just like, drive. Hop in. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And I was like, what? (laughs) Like, are you sure? And what was it, your little white car? Yeah, I had a Hyundai XL. That that our friend, um, Brian, I tiled the bathroom. Yeah. I half tiled the bathroom. Sort of. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Brian would come by. Brian would leave me at jobs where I was tiling, and he would come back, and he'd go, what did you do all day? <laughs> what, what did you What were you doing? I was like, I couldn't. I couldn't match the lines. I just <laughs> yeah, because you got to match lines and marble. Yeah, and you know, with yeah, spacers yeah. and stuff, and I just I couldn't deal with yeah, it, it actually, too much. I actually worked for Brian too for many years. But he gave me the Hyundai Excel, yeah. and we drove that thing into the ground. into the freaking ground. We four wheel drive that yeah. thing, baby. We, <laughs> we took it. We took it into this 
Oh my, you remember the rock quarry? Yes, we took it into a quarry and we it was at the end of its life. Yeah, yeah, the, the engine was knocking. It, it, it was bad. And we knew it was going to be go yeah. toast. Yeah. And, we and, just, and I had plans to give it to a junkyard yeah. for tax write-off. Yeah. And we just crushed that. We just, yeah. we went four-wheel drive. Sm yeah, smashed it. Oh my God. And then after the Hyundai, was it the was Honda? It the Honda? Was it the black Honda Civic? Oh, this is a great story. This is a good story. We're gonna. This is a good segue. This is a great. Good this is faith. So we're at our the, the the week that we're at right now. We're on. Um, this is episode nine, by the way. Is this faith or is this wild card? We're the first weekend of April. Well, we did the wild card. Oh, uh, so we're on faith. We're on faith. So we're on faith tonight. So this is a fantastic story about faith. And about how faithful God is. Check this out. Okay. So, I needed a car. And I was believing God. I was working. I was praying. I was actively seeking a vehicle. And so, just to say, I wasn't just praying and saying, Lord, drop a vehicle into my lap. Right. Right? I was with um, John Kelly. Yeah. And he was about probably three or four. That's another episode. Another episode. And we were downstairs at a computer at the house. And I said, I was looking on eBay for a Honda Civic. I really wanted a Honda Civic yeah. because I was, was infatuated with Fast and Furious. It was Fast and Furious days. It, it, was, the, it was the first movie. Yeah. I was infatuated. That was I was the first movie where they took the Honda the three Civic Honda Civics underneath the the, the three, truck. That's it. Three Honda Civics. Boom, there was boom, yeah. Boom, boom, boom. So and so from that point on, we wanted Hondas yeah. and all so, that stuff. So I, I I I saw this Honda, the Honda. Yeah. Saw it on eBay. eBay. And yes. I said to John Kelly, "Put your hand. Let put your hand on the computer with Nikki." And he was held three or four. Three or four years old. And I said, "We're gonna pray that we get this car. We're gonna get this car." And we prayed. Then, now, Mark was at that time in Bible school. I was in Oklahoma. In Oklahoma. Going to Raymond Bible College. Yeah. And, and I called him up, and I was at a restaurant, and we were at this party, and I, I had a word from the Lord, and I said, I got to call Mark right now. Yeah. Like and instantaneously, instantly. I had to call him on my, uh, on my Blackberry. Yes, Blackberry. <laughs> or my Nextel. <laughs> Nextel. Blue. Nextel. Beep, beep. And I said, bro, God just gave me the words to pray. Does that date us? Did you ever have a Nextel? Bloop, 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 bloop. Ever... I used to get called in the middle of class. Are you there? Continue, continue. So, so I, I, I called up Mark. I had a word from the Lord to say a specific prayer. Yeah. And I said, just believe with me, bro. Yeah. That God has already given me the car. Already. Already. Like, given me yeah, the car. Exactly what this, faith is. This was on Saturday evening. Yeah. Four or five o'clock. Like we weren't praying, God, give no, us the please car. This oh, is the car I want. Yeah. Nope. No, 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 no. This was. Thank you. Thank you. I have the car in Jesus' That's name. It. Amen. Yes. Sealed. Done. And that was on a Saturday. Saturday. Go to bed. Wake up. And it was so simple, too. It was like, okay, cool. Yeah. I believe with in you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Bang. Done. Amen. Yeah. I go into church. Some dude walks up to me. And he goes, 
Yeah, I remember that. He goes, you need a car? Mm. I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Lord told me last night to give you a car, to buy you a car. What? I mean, I was, I was baffled. Yeah, yeah. I said, you're going to buy me a car? Who says that? Who says, hey, I want to I buy you a car? That doesn't happen. That's not normal. So I literally said, excuse me for a moment, and I walked into the office right behind the last row of chairs at the church. There was an office, and I walked in there. I started crying. Yeah. I came back out, and I said— Because you knew at that moment I, that was God. That was God intervening. He, I mean, he literally—we prayed, and there was the— connection where he then went to this other guy put it on his heart while he was in prayer and you had never told anybody else that you were looking for a car nope except for me that's it and john, you, kelly. And john kelly yep yeah we are, yeah it was you and i praying i i always protected my prayers right i it's very important that you protect things because the words that other people speak yes. affect things yes negativity so doubt there it is you always have to protect things because other people affect things. Oh, I like that. Okay. Say that one more time. <laughs> you have to make sure you protect things. Protect prayers. Protect, protect your words. Yes. Protect your words because other... Protect your family. Protect your family. Protect people around That's it. Because other people affect. Wow, that's good. Okay. That's good. Protect that's effect, good. right? Yeah, continue. Okay. So... So you cried. I cried. I went back out and I said, bro, I said, I know the car. Mm. And he said, you name it. The Lord told me to buy you any car. <laughs> so when I said to him, I want a Honda Civic SI, he, was he, like, he went like this. No, any, any car. car. <laughs> he was like, you want an Audi? Oh, Do you want a, my God. I went like this. No, I want a Honda Civic SI. I know the vehicle already. I have All it. Right. If that happened to you, drop in the comments right now. If somebody walked up to you and said, I want to buy you a car, any car. What would it be? What car would you have picked? Yeah. Drop oh, it in the comments right yeah, now. Right now. So, so I, I, uh, I said to him, I have the car picked out. And it was in Baltimore, Maryland. Mm. So we both drive down to Baltimore. Mm. We go into this, bro. This guy's garage was spotless. It looked like it looked like a, a clean room. You know the clean rooms? They like do computer work and yeah. maybe an operating room. Yeah. I could not find a lick of dust on this guy's immaculate garage. Wow. And there was the Honda sitting right there in the middle. I mean, it was gorgeous. Black, 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 black rims, tinted black, with black, black, everything. It was just so, it looked like a ninja. Yeah. And a nice chrome exhaust it was that. beautiful yeah ready exhaust it was gorgeous and uh we went in we had a bank check with us i looked at the car handed it to the guy and we get in and i drive it back to connecticut and there i'm in my honda civic si unreal story I, but and this was the kicker he he says to me on our way down the Lord didn't just tell me to buy you the car. He told me to pay for your insurance for a year. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Holy crap. For one year. So let's just talk about that. God goes, 
not just, he doesn't just meet your needs. The God that we serve goes above and, above and beyond your overflow. needs. So there's a scripture in the Bible that talks about above being and beyond. Pressed, pressed down, shaken together, together, and running yeah. over. Yes. That's, 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 right. the, that's the God that we yep. serve. That is he takes yep. care of your needs because he's a good, good father. He is. He's a he good, just good. doesn't give you just enough. He just doesn't feed you for a day. Mm -hmm. There's never been one time in my entire life, job or no job, in debt or not in debt, where he hasn't provided my needs yep. according to his riches and glory. When I say my needs, I mean my entire family, all 75 yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah. All 75. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. And it's been close, but he has always yeah. come. Kristen through. and I talk about that all the time. We've never lacked. Yeah, you're right. He's always provided. You're right. And then he shows up and does some crazy some things, crazy bro. Things. Like crazy. Things. I mean, there's so many. T Listen, there's so many things I could tell you about God showing up in finances because when you, it's a principle. He's got principles in place. It's sowing and reaping. You sow, ugh, you get back. Ugh. Yeah. You sow good, you get back good. Mm -hmm. It's a principle, mm -hmm. right? And and he's faithful. He's faithful. And man, that car was incredible. It was so nice. And that was one of the cars I learned how to drive. That's like where I spent most of the time driving. And it was fast. It was fast as heck. <laughs> fast. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It was fast. We did some interesting yeah. things during that season of our life. Yeah. We won't disclose that information on this podcast. Yeah. But um, we got hemmed up by the police <sighs> in, oh, in uh Bronx in uh in the Bronx Fordham, near Whitestone and no, Whitestone. Whitestone. Oh, Whitestone. It was yeah. Whitestone. Uh, and they told us, you know what we could do to you? No, that was with my car. That was with the Grand Prix. That was with the Grand Prix. It was Prix. Johnny V's. Pontiac Grand Prix. It John, I bought it from you bought it from John. Yeah. And we were at Ford. No, not No, Ford. we were in we were Hunts Point. Hunts Point. We were in Hunts Point. Hunts Point watching the illegal uh, races. Yeah. And then the cops came. And they pulled us over. And we had to go. We took off. And and we were going to Zarega Boulevard yes. in Whitestone. And the cop pulled us over and, and he told us, go down this road yes. and go over here. And he pulled us into this like nowhere land, dust, industrial, industrial. And he got us out. He said, we could kill you right now. New York this, is, this is a true NYPD. story. We could kill you right now. And nobody would know about it. Nobody would know about it. <laughs> Wait, who was in the car? It was you? Me, John, I think John, Kevin maybe, or Raymond, somebody. Nicole, was maybe, Nicole there? Maybe. Lauren? No, I don't no, know. No, it was all guys. No, it was all guys, yeah. yeah. I know John was there, Raymond, yeah. maybe Kevin. Maybe Kevin, but definitely John and Raymond. All I know is my life I was scared. flashed yeah. before my eyes I right there. I thought we were dead. I, I mean, they said, don't you ever come back to New yeah. York. We they, see. Said, they said, you got Connecticut Plates. You got plates. Connecticut Plates, we'll know you. Get out of here yeah. some ex expletives. Expletives. To get out of here, don't ever come yeah. back. Yeah. When he said we could kill it, I... Yeah, I'll tell you. <laughs> and then we we went back the week after, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> yeah, that was crazy, man. That was crazy. Yeah, we raced a few people in Stanford, and we ditched the cops here and there. There's one time in Greenwich. I busted yeah. an Audi on yeah. seven. It was dope. And then, no. And then, no. no. And no. then, no. Something terrible took place, and it. Uh, it affected Nikki. It, it affects him to this day. He's still looking for the person that. But I'm looking for them to pray for them yeah. and to bring them to Christ. Hopefully, he's still looking for the person that stole his car out of his own driveway. Push rolled it. They rolled didn't it even back. start it. Like they three o'clock. No, it was it was it was later than that. It was it was Halloween. 
And early morning though. So it was Halloween night the night before. I showed up at my house. I parked. It was like 3 30, 4 o'clock in the morning when I parked. And uh, then I woke up at like 7. And I walked past the window and I saw my keys on the hutch. And you did not see. And I didn't car. see out of my peripheral, I didn't see black in the driveway. And I was like, hmm. And so I, I called my mother and I said, Mom, you took my car? Or you couldn't have taken my car. My keys are right there. But she said, you know, I drove by the house really early, 530 in the morning, and your car wasn't there. I thought you went to the airport that you had to go pick up a friend. Oh, my gosh. And I said, you didn't see my car at 530 in the morning? So now in my head, I'm like, I got home at four. They probably followed you home. Hour and a half. Followed you home. They definitely cased the house. Cased the house. They, so I saw the clips broken. They were on the ground. The clips were broken from the window. Mm -hmm. They must have rolled it and started it down the street. Because mm -hmm. it's loud. It was loud. It was loud. I would have woken up and jumped out the window and went after them. Yes. Yeah. And... Uh, they stripped it, yeah. and they, I mean, it was like a doctor. It, yeah. Even the wires we were found, cut. It was a few weeks later we found So it. it was a few weeks later. That the cops called us. But it was stickered. Yes. Three hours after it was stolen. Right. Because it was time stamped with a date and time yeah. by the police officer who stickered it. Yeah. And I don't know if you remember this. You were in your WRX. Yes. And I called you up, and I said, Mark. Let's go. We're going to go find the parts. We're, I don't care I remember, what we have to do. I remember. We went to uh, South Norwalk. Mm -hmm. What was that street we went down? It was, it was Martin Luther King Boulevard. Bowden Street. Bowden Street. And there was all, uh, there was all these garages. There was garages was, like house. Yeah, it was crazy. It was just garages and people were working on like, you know, Japanese and, cars. And we had really. asked a couple people and they, so, they pointed us in the right So they, they said, that, and so I said to Mark, I got to call the cops right now because I'm getting angry. Yeah. And I called the Norwalk police and I said, you need to send an officer down here because I am going to terrorize people. <laughs> I said, <laughs> I said, send an officer because I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah, yeah. And the officer came and I, do you remember? He took the people yeah. out of the garages and yeah. told them stay out here while we looked inside their garages. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, wow, that was favor. But that wasn't, you know, just, yeah, nothing was there. there was, we couldn't find anything. No, supposedly the word is on the street. And it was some garage that just just dismantled the car, yep. shipped, shipped the parts out. Just black fast. Market. Yeah, forget fast. it. Bye. See you later. Chop shot, yeah, black market. Yeah, Boom. Yeah. Gone. Because it was a Honda Civic SI engine. And the SI engine was... They took the whole engine, right? They took the whole engine. Brakes, the caliber. No, everything. 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 It was stripped down to just the frame. Just the frame. And they left CRV, yeah, tires... Like on the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little like. And they pulled the donut emergency brake up. Donut. Oh, yeah. Don little donuts with the emergency brake. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That was a hard day, man. So, so day. to this day, I still look for somebody with like the American armband or my Italian, my disco ball. Yeah. yeah. You know, I look for things and I, you know, I sometimes I'm like, oh, I hear it. Yeah. You know, and I had Italian rims. Yes. They were. They were, they were Italian, Italian rims. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So for the first. Couple of years, Nikki wanted to find the guy 
I to, had, you know, I had so much, bro. To, to lay the five-fold ministry. Five-fold ministry. Dual, dual, dual angel eye, you know, headlights. and. Yeah. But you want to find a guy for what now? I Literally, I hope that he's in church. Did you ever, you ever think you ran into him? No, I don't know. There was a couple times. There was a couple, yeah, I thought have. maybe, but I, I would love to meet somebody one day. Yeah. Where they're telling their testimony about how they used to steal vehicles, right? But they found stuff in one car. A Bible. Your Bible was in Bible, the Bible, CDs, backpack, yeah, everything. Yeah. So the hope is that somebody would have rummaged his stuff, mm-hmm. found the Bible. It would have opened up. That's exactly. Their life would have got completely destroyed, just like Paul. Or maybe they went to jail like and got Paul saved in prison. Right, right. Yeah, or they could have got knocked off their horse like Saul in the Bible, who, who became Paul. Yeah. And he became one of the greatest apostles That's right. to preach for, for Jesus. So so who knows? If to this guy, the guy could be saved and he could be preaching. He could, yeah. he could have a church somewhere. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. But uh, that's the hope, you know. You know, you get what you pay for, man. You know, we don't believe in karma, but we get we believe that there is a law of sowing and reaping. Once it you is. sow, it's, you know, you're going to reap back yeah, yeah. in one way or another. Yeah. You know? So that's, you know, that's the misconception. People use the word karma, and they have all these other things that they say. It's God's principle of sowing and reaping. Yeah, just wrapped up in a different... And they try to, you know, twist it, but and you take the God, you take God out of it, and, you know, it's impossible. Yeah. It's impossible. Yeah. yeah. It's so, here. talking about Hondas, this doesn't have anything to do with faith, by the way. It does have something to do with spiders. Oh, no. Mark Mark called oh, me no. and he said, my Honda Del Sol needs to come to me in Oklahoma. A little two-seater Del Sol and take the top Can you off. drive it down to me? Yeah, and, and speaking of faith, it is actually a faith story. Yeah. Because I was newly licensed, maybe 16, 17 years old, uh, maybe 18. It, it was within that time, a couple of years within me getting licensed. And I was at church. I think I was visiting. Maybe I was visiting. And I was in need of a car. And somebody came up to me who was going to the church. You remember who it was? Nope. PJ Johns. Oh, yeah. I was PJ That's car. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, dude, I love your car. Little white, little cool little Honda. Yeah, yeah. I said, dude, I love your car, man. That's hot. Can I go check it out? And he's like, yeah, here. He gave me the keys. He said, it's yours. What? Do you remember that? You don't remember that? Come on. B.J. John said, you know what? He said, here. I, I sort of do. Here. I didn't know that he just did it from you saying, I want to check out your I said, car. I love your car, man. He said, here, man. Yeah. It's yours. God just told me to bless you with it. Wow. Come on, man. That's what's up. Come on, baby. Woo! Come on. Listen, <laughs> God is faithful, man, even when you don't deserve oh, it. Because shoot. I'll tell you what, there's many times I didn't deserve it mm-hmm. in life. But he comes through. Yeah. He comes through every yeah. time. So. Yeah. So that car... This is very appropriate. I was in Bible college. This is extremely appropriate for right now, for what's going on in this world. Oh, yeah. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. So the story, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in Bible college. Yeah. I needed to get my car from point A to point B, That's from right. Connecticut yeah. to Oklahoma, because yeah. I had to fly back. Yeah. I said, hey, Nick, will you drive the car out to Yeah. What would you say? Of course. Of course. Yeah, done deal. Jump let's in, go. let's go. Let's yeah. go. I'm going, I'm going to see Marky. 22 hours. Okay. Drive. 22 hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. what happened? So, no, you're going to say what happened. No, you tell no, me. because you're dirty. No, you're my gonna, car was clean. It wasn't clean. You're right, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was filthy. 
It was filthy. Hey, I and was, I didn't know it was so filthy. Hey, I was a young driver. It was sitting for a long time. Yeah. It was, it was dirty. Dirty. It was dirty. There were things all over the floor. Yeah. I, so I, well, I, I can't I didn't talk. Know because Mark, Mark would get into my car. And he would sit in the, and then he would crunch, 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 bottles, empty yes, bottles. exactly. I had bla- plastic bottles everywhere. <laughs> and what was my, what was my advice? Tissues and paper. Yeah, tissues and, and paper. And oh, receipts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yes, yeah, a lot of paper, man. Yeah, but you, your car was worse because there would be hundreds of CDs in crystal CD cases yes. at the bottom yeah, of yeah, my that's feet. that's right, that's right. Yep. And bottle and empty bottles of water. Yes, yep. so anyway, yep. so you had to drive my car. So up. I drive the car to Oklahoma. Somebody's going to have a seizure. You catch my phone. That's, that's careful. That's okay. Don't look at that right you now. Shut your eyes. <laughs> yeah, please do not look at flashing lights. Yes, dangerous. Da- dangerous. Yes, that's the disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be here for a while. So... The Honda Del Sol. Yeah, you had to drive it out. I drive it to Oklahoma, and Mark and so let me tell you, Mark didn't have a lot of money when he was in no, school. I was broke, and he had a roommate. And I get to his house, and I open the fridge, and there was like a stick of butter, maybe a jar of pickles, and there was this huge rack of ribs. Rack of ribs. <laughs> and I said, "What?" And he was like, "Dude, oh man, he's he's." Stupid. <laughs> There's a backstory. There's a backstory. My roommate, my roommate took it. Wow, that is really crazy, huh? Yeah, that's. <laughs> no, don't do it. Don't do it. No, don't do it. All right. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So to rewind a little bit. Stop. Stop. Okay. <laughs> I said, oh, what are we going to do? Where are we going to eat? He was like, I don't know. I don't have money. <laughs> That's so true. We were so strapped. This was Bible college. I was in Bible college. We were so strapped. Yep. We were so strapped. So <laughs> a slight caveat or detour. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's in Bible college. <laughs> I'm in Bible college studying to be a youth pastor. <laughs> I started. <laughs> okay. Good. This is so unprofessional. <laughs> okay. You're good. You're good. And we were so broke, and we were living on faith. We were, we were living on faith. Every day was faith to pay our bills, to pay rent. Sounds like it. We had just a. A menial job at some restaurant, waitering outside of school. What number commandment is that? Thou shall not steal. I don't know. <laughs> My roommate said, "I'm hungry." We started. He we literally started crying. We had we were crying. Yeah, we were like crying because we were like, "Dude, what are we gonna do?" He said, "I'll be back." He took his busted up hoopty down the street. Came back twenty minutes later with a rack of ribs, <laughs> a rack of ribs like this. And he said, dude, we're going to eat like kings tonight. And I said, wait a second. Where'd you get that? I said, where'd you come up with the money to get it? He said, don't worry about it, dude. He said, don't worry about it. Right. He said, he said, hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. He said, don't worry about it. I said, no, you need to tell me right now where you got that rack of ribs. And then he, he literally started breaking down again. He started bawling his eyes out. And he said, dude, 
He said, I stuck it down my pants. <laughs> he said, I stuck it down my pants. He said, I can't go hungry. And so God forgive me. So that night we ate like Kings. Um, and obviously we, uh, we repented and, you know, we felt really bad that that happened, but, um, but that, you know, that was a time where we acted, I think we were, we acted on our, on our flesh and our, in our emotions. Well, 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 not me, but, but, but it happens. But, right. but it, happens. Happens. it happens. And so sometimes before God moves, being human and being, being fragile and broken and emotional, yep. we can act on our emotions and, and we're not condoning stealing. Don't steal rack of ribs. Don't steal rack of ribs. But but look at the story of Abraham in the Bible. Are you trying to get away from spiders? No, no. We need to go back to spiders. But this is good. Look at Abraham in the Bible. Yeah. So Abraham yeah. was promised. Mm -hmm. he, had a, he had a word, and he knew he was going to have this son. Yeah. And his son was going to be his promise yeah. from God. Yeah. But what did he do? He acted in, on his emotion. Mm -hmm. He acted before God moved on his behalf, yeah. and he fell into... Sin, he, he slept with another person, he had another kid out of wedlock, and that's a whole different story we can yeah. go there. But sure. sometimes as humans we can act out of emotion and we can we can get out of we can get out of that that God centered place mm -hmm. and we can get ourselves in a whole big mess, a whole lot of mess. Yeah. And we need to reel ourselves back in and, and the minute we turn around and we're there and we ask for forgiveness, God is there. So that being said. So we go out. I bring the car. We go out for a night out on the town. Yep. You're showing me. Showing you Tulsa. Broke, broken arrow. Broken arrow in Tulsa. Yeah. Yep. And what happened? So we're at a light. It was a disaster. It we're, was, it was we were a, at a light. It was like from, it was like a nightmare. It was from, a nightmare. It was a nightmare from like. Um, Arachnophobia. Arachnophobia. That's what it was. Please continue. <laughs> so we're at a light. We're sitting at a light. And all of a sudden, thousands, thousands. When I say thousands, it was thousands upon thousands. Of spiders. Little baby. Flying tiny, everywhere. Tiny little baby white spiders. Just, just exploding. Oof. All over the place. Every, everywhere you look. Everywhere. everywhere. On us. On our well, face. Rolling away. Running and flying everywhere to get to their destination. It was said, it was the suit. And we looked at each other. We said, and we oh my god, throw <laughs> open the door. We're at we're in the street at a light. Street at a light. Yeah. Threw open the door. Open door. Get out. <laughs> Taking our clothes off. <laughs> it was that was sick. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So what happened? A spider and egg cleaned the and, and then we cleaned. A the spider egg. egg had opened up and just poured baby spiders yeah. on us. Oh man. Oh. For God. So loved the world, he gave his only son, Jesus. Whoever believes will not perish, but have everlasting life. Yeah. No. Woo! These guys are really good. I'm yeah. telling you, you're going to want to check them out. If you can only hear the music, it's dope. Yep. But I have a feeling it's going to bother people that flashing light. You want me to shut it? Yeah. Flashing light. We're going to change the flashing light, guys. And um, we're going to put on a backdrop of beautiful scenery. Yeah, guys, we're doing this live. So if you are listening to the podcast on Spotify, on Apple Music, uh, there is a video available on Spotify. 
if you go to the Nick and Mark show on our on our channel, you can actually watch watch this this replay of this podcast. But that's where all of our video podcasts will be from now on. So if you haven't subscribed to the show, go on Spotify, click the little follow button. After you listen to an episode or two, you can actually click the review button and, and leave a, a five-star review. You can't leave any comments on Spotify, but you can click the five stars and it'll start to accrue for us. On Apple Podcasts, you can leave a review. And uh, we're on Anchor and Google Podcasts, so a couple other places. Yep. So uh, you can catch the replay on my YouTube channel, uh, Money Smart, and uh, it'll be on Nick and my profile on Facebook as well. Yeah. But um, and yeah, Twitch on Twitch too, if you're a Twitcher. Mm -hmm. But uh, we have a lot of stories, man. A lot of stories about faith. About faith, yeah. A lot of do stories. We, do we about, want to go there? Yeah, let's go there. So this is another uh, incredible moment. God showed up and provided in my life. Um, I, you know, started to do missions oh, and, uh, the Lord had said to me in prayer. And when we talk about God speaking to us, it's a very quiet, still, small voice. It's, it's not that, like a, like a no, it's, yeah. you know, obviously it's not an audible thing, although God could do an audible thing. But for the most part, when you hear somebody say, God spoke to me, it's not mystical. It's not weird. No. It's like a, a peaceful knowing. It's that still, small voice. It's not icky. Right. There's no... Confusion. There's no confusion. No. It doesn't feel dirty. No. It, um, brings, it brings calmness and peace. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Real. You know that. You know you know. Mm -hmm. Right? And so I was in prayer about finances because I was like, gosh, you know. How am I going to go on these trips? How am I going to pay for this? How are we, you know, how am I going to do this? And I knew that I would write letters and sponsor and all this stuff, but I felt like God said, pay for your first trip and I'll pay for the rest. Yeah. And the first trip I was taking back to back, two trips to the Dominican Republic. Right. One trip was $950. The next trip was $1,100. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I paid for the first trip, mm -hmm. and I still, even when I committed to paying for the first trip, a little money came in from writing letters and saying, this is what we're doing, we're building houses, we're bringing medical doctors and dentists, and we're working with children, and we're preaching the gospel, right? right? So uh, I paid for the trip, and two weeks later, we're supposed to leave and go back. It was back-to-back -back trips, yeah. and I... I I'm at the church on a Sunday, and we're cleaning the building, and there was only a couple of us there, mm -hmm. and we're in the lobby of the church, and I see a car drive by. Now, for the most part, buildings closed at, yeah. in the evening, and this car is driving by, and it was a hoopty. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was rusted out in the quarter panels, and, and I... I I saw the guy and he was like looking to see if anybody was there. And I ran out the door. <clears throat> hey, 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 let me, you know, what do you need? I, you know, we're here. Yeah. He says, oh, I just moved here from the Bronx and I live in Norwalk and I'm looking for a church, specifically a youth group for my children. Mm -hmm. And I said, amazing. I'm one of the youth leaders here. Come on in. I'll show you around. Yeah. He parks his car. He comes in. We walk around the church, blah, blah, blah. We talk, chit-chat, youth group. He wants to get involved. He says, I really like it. Yeah. You know, 
I remember this. This is awesome. $950 was the first trip. Yeah. $1,100 was the second trip. Yep. I had $0 for the second trip. And wasn't like the clock ticking like it was close to the time you needed it? I needed it that week. Yeah, yeah. It's Sunday. Let's think about this. It's Sunday. Yeah. What's open on a Sunday? Nothing. Nothing. This is many, many years ago. And in Darien, Connecticut. Many years ago. Nothing is Nothing. Open. So the guy leaves. That was it. I go into the sanctuary, vacuuming, and somebody runs into the sanctuary and says, Nick, 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 that guy is back. He needs you to come outside. So I go outside and I run up to his car and he has the, he has the passenger window down. And I say, hey, what's up? And I lean on the car. And he goes like this. Thank you for preaching in my country. Mm. And he goes like this and he hands me an envelope. Mm. And when he hands me the envelope, I grab it and I go to shake his hand and he pulls his hand away. Mm. Thank you and drives off. Mm. I turn around to walk up the steps and I have the envelope in my hand and I'm like, God. No way. Mm. And I open the envelope, bro, right before I get to the door, and there's 11 $100 bills. Wow. <laughs> wow. And I fell to my knees. Mm. And I could only say, worship, thank you, worthy. Mm. Worship, thank you, worthy. And I'm crying, and I have $1,100 in my hands. 11 $100 bills. Where do you get 11 $100 bills? Not at an ATM. Where? Not at an ATM and no banks were open. $1,100 was what I needed for the trip. Yeah. I'm trying to get into the building, which is locked because we're cleaning. Yeah. Um, I can't say, open the door. I literally, God's got me totally captivated and i'm saying worship thank you worthy mm -hmm. and i am just blown away mm -hmm. that this just happened i mean you know finally somebody comes to the door opens the door and i run into the sanctuary on my face mm -hmm. and we all start worshiping yeah. thanking god and the lord says to me you're not that's not your money. Mm. You're going to take that $1,100 and give it to the orphanage. And I went, what? Mm. What? $1,100 is what I needed to go back. You want me to give it to the... I said, well, it's, not my, it's not my money. Mm -hmm. Okay. So my heart, I just said, Lord, it's your money. You just gave it to me. I'm giving it back to you. Mm -hmm. And that week... I got $1,350 in from my sponsorship letters. From other people. From other people, and they hadn't responded in months. Wow. Months had gone by. Months. Mm. No response. Yeah. And that week, $1,350 came in. And you had that extra. That extra for, like, food and extra. Extra. That's going to go to the orphanage. Yeah. So the $1,100 went to the orphanage. The 1100 out of the 1350 went to the trip, and I had a extra money 
to spend and bless people with and do other things. Yeah, yeah. That was the overflow. Right. Well, everything was the overflow. Yeah. And so somebody that was at the building that day saw what happened. And he said to me, Nick, that was an angel in disguise. Mm. Wow. And that's scriptural. Yeah. There is scripture about angels yeah, doing of, things of course, yeah. and you being and you being unknown. Right. That you're entertaining them. Yes. Right. I had this guy's phone number. Mm. He had given it to me. Mm. I called it for a year. Mm. And it rang and rang and rang. It never went to an answering machine. It never went to a busy signal. It never went to a, it literally, bro, for a year, and I gave up. Wow. Never saw him again. He never brought his kids to youth group. I don't think that he was real. Right. Right. $1,100. On an assignment. $1,100. To show me. I am, I, I mean, listen, this is, the tip of the iceberg of the things that we're going to be talking about that Mark and I have witnessed in all the years of ministry that we've been in doing so mm-hmm. miracles that happened on our trips, yeah. financial things that have been mm-hmm. right. Yeah. The Lord is faithful. He cares for you. Yeah. Do not be moved by the present circumstances. Don't allow thoughts to come into your Head, don't ponder what is happening in this world right now because the God that we serve is able. He is more than enough. That's it. Yeah. He absolutely comes in like a flood. Mm-hmm. And at the exact time. Never early, right. never late. <clears throat> exactly. Exact. It may not be your own time. It may not be the time that you think in your mind that you need something to happen mm-hmm. or that you ho- you're you hoping for a breakthrough. Yeah. And I had a, a minister, a, a prophet one time say that when you get a word from God, a prophetic word from God, and, and even if that word has a time on it, a time frame, a time limit, you have to remember that our time is different than God's time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so a day to us. A thousand years. Thousand years, right? Thousand years. So we so we don't know what time God doesn't understand. No he's, right. he's not he's not constrained by human understanding. Right. And so and so if 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 God gives you a date that something is gonna happen, it may be in six years, it may be in four years, it may be in six months. Like you have to you have to be flexible because God doesn't work on our timing ever. Because when he does it, it's perfect. Yeah. Yep. When we do it, it's usually skewed or messed up. Yep. Exactly you know? right. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've we've traveled all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done how many trips? Dozens of trips so many, together. Bro, so many. From the time we were youth all the way yeah. till just a few years ago, yeah. and uh, and I believe our our season's not over, man. No, nope. I believe it's just that starting. I believe that now we're going to be able to teach our next our kids oh, yeah. our next yeah. generation, yeah. and we're going to go into places, mm-hmm. you know, uh, dark places even, right? But the but the God that we serve, He's going to protect us, yes. and He's always going to come through. Yes. He's always going to come through every time. Yeah, it's uh, He's a hundred and ten percent. And I think sometimes when God comes through, He doesn't come through for Himself. Mm-hmm. Right? 
he comes through so that it would encourage us. Yeah. It would well, strengthen us. He's sovereign yeah. and he's good. Right. Yeah. And we there's nothing we can do, there's nothing we can say. He's just good because he's good. Yeah. He he is because he is. Mm -hmm. And he's faithful because he's faithful. Mm -hmm. And he loves us because we're his. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that we do that makes him love us more or less. Right. He just loves us. Yeah. And he wants to show us. He shows us so much, so many times, all through the day, in so many ways. Yeah. You said earlier in the podcast that this is good because of what's happening in our in our country yeah. and, and outside of our country and the Ukraine and Russia and everything. What were you uh, What were you What were you thinking about that when it comes to Ukraine? Because you know, I think. You, we don't really know the full story with the Ukraine, right? No. We don't know the full story. We hear what mainstream media and, uh, wants know, us to hear. The outlets want right. us yeah. to hear, but right. we don't know the true boots on the ground story. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we know that there's bad actors, there's people doing wrong things, mm -hmm. yep. but we don't know behind the scenes what's actually happening. The Ukraine people have to hold on to their faith. Sure. To believe that That's exactly right. God is going to come through for them. Yep. But I'll go this far. The Russian people also need to hold on to faith. That's exactly right. To know that God's going to come through from them. And it's not a one is better than the other. One is more evil than the other. One is God loves more than the other. Because God loves all of them. Yes. God even loves equally. Putin. Yeah. As equally yeah. as he loves you pray, and me. We pray for Putin. So, so when we're thinking about that, think about the people. And we've served a lot of people in a lot of different countries. Yeah. Some may have been... For our standards, good people, bad people, you know, molesters, robbers, thieves, destroyers of families. Mm -hmm. But when we go to minister to them, when we go to serve the people yep. of that country, yep. we were unbiased in the yep. way that we serve That's them. That's exactly right. Just like Jesus is unbiased to how yep. he serves his yep. children. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on the whole thing that's happening overseas right now? And, I, and I, so my focus is just that there is suffering happening there's suffering happening I, like, I don't think anybody would disagree for, listen for me it's not the politics for me it's not the conspiracies for me it's not what the news is feeding us for me it has nothing to do with all of these things but throw it, all that no, out the door that I'm I'm asking God to give me eyes to see how he sees what is taking place there are people that are suffering mm -hmm. because Christ is absent Right. He's absent. Jesus is being removed from every facet of life, mm -hmm. of every stitch, of every fiber of people's beings. And not just in the United States. It's not just the U.S. Globally. It's Yes, yeah. because the enemy is at work. And when I say the enemy, I'm talking about Satan, the devil. I'm, I'm talking about real things. There's supernatural things that are going on. Right. And if our eyes are taken off of the truth, suffering is allowed. Mm -hmm. Suffer that's real. It's yeah. it's this is what is it's taking not, place. This is not a fairy tale. You know? No, man. Yeah. You know, this is a broken world. Mm -hmm. And we need to be redeemed. Mm -hmm. And this is what I'm thinking about. This is what goes through my head. Constantly, when I'm walking by people that are homeless on the street, when I'm walking by a, I saw a mother. I know that you were talking about overseas in Ukraine. I was watching a mother with her children in Target the other day. She was yelling at him 
full throttle, as loud as she could be, and like yanking his arm, right? Three kids, but yanking one, and the other two are like, and I'm watching this, and she's going down in the elevator. Now I'm taking the stairs. I get down to the parking garage, and she's in the garage doing the same thing. I mean, it just didn't stop. And these little children, bro, like, wow. so I'm looking at the people over there in the Ukraine and in Russia, and I'm saying, they're little children. Yeah. I'm not looking at adults. Right. And I hope you understand what I'm saying. The suffering that's taking place is, it's God's children. Mm-hmm. It's his people. And we're, we need On to. both sides. We need to speak truth into the situation. We need to speak about love. We need to speak about healing. We need to speak about not just any love. I'm talking about his love. Right. I'm, I'm saying that we need to talk truth, capital T. The reason why Jesus came, Pilate asked him, why are you here? Mm-hmm. Because I need to tell people the truth. Yeah. And the truth is, is that God is real. He wants to redeem us. He wants to bring us back to him, his first love. We're his first love. He's our first love, right? How do we do that? We need to tackle these things and talk about these things, and we need to point people to the real answer. Yes, there's war. Yes, there's suffering. Yes, these things are happening. It's happened in our lives. We haven't even gone there. We will. One day, talk deeper. Mm-hmm. How, do we, how do we comprehend what's taking place? Mm-hmm. Only through his eyes, only through his love. Just about a month ago, somebody that I know has family in the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And we were at a meeting, all of us together, and you could see that she was having trouble. And I think I spoke about this on the episode where we talked about the Ukraine. Mm -hmm. In front of everybody, and I could have cared less what other people thought at the time. I don't care what... This was at your office. Yes, this was at my office. I don't care what venue I'm in. Right. And frankly, and not to be rude, I don't care what the haters say or think. I hope you hear my heart and not even my heart, but I hope you hear his heart. Right. I turned and I said, could we pray for you? Yeah. And I know that people were taken back. Yeah. But it didn't matter because we needed to do something right at that moment mm-hmm. to hug this person. And bro, no sooner did we pray and minutes went by. She texted all of us and said, I just heard from my family. I just heard from my friends. Everybody's safe. Wow. And she hadn't heard from them. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Yeah. God's igniting and he's putting people in motion mm-hmm. so that we could encourage yeah. and build. You know, in Jeremiah, when he told Jeremiah, who's, I think he was like 12 years old. Right. Right. He said to him, you're going to speak for me. And he was like, me? I'm a kid. And God was like, doesn't matter. 
All I need you to do is open your mouth, your mouth and I'll fill it with the words. And the words that you're going to speak are going to tear down strongholds and rebuild cities. You're, you're going to rip down the crap. Not even take it down to the studs, bro. You're going to destroy whatever it is that is contrary to me. And then you're going to rebuild it with me. Open your mouth. Yeah. So, you know, look at what he's given us. Mm. He's given us an outlet. He's given us so many opportunities to bless people with words. Mm. And words are important. Words are powerful, bro. Mm. In our tongue. Life and death. Yeah. What we speak. It's real. Mm-hmm. So what's happening over there? We need to tackle it in a different way. Right. It is not. A battle of flesh and blood. It is a battle in the spirit. Yeah. It is a battle against powers and principalities and things that are dark. Darkness. That's so true. There is no darkness in Christ. Mm -hmm. He is light. He is good. God is great. Mm -hmm. Period. We're not in this fighting fist to fist, Mm -hmm. weapon to weapon chemical to chemical, all of that. This is literally a battle for souls. That's it. I think what happens in the natural is a byproduct of what happens in the spiritual. Mm -hmm. Well, how would you encourage people to pray when it comes to the war in Ukraine and Russia, right? Because in prayer, you can't ask God to be on one side or another. I bring this back to, let me explain to you what I mean. If you have two favorite, if you have a favorite baseball team, you can't say to God, Lord, let the Yankees win and let the Mets fail. Mets the Subway fail. Series. Come on, baby. I mean, that's not how God's word. That's not his character. That's not his his personality. So although when he, it comes to prayer. He does like the Yankees. Although he does like the Yankees. <laughs> exactly. So when it comes to prayer, how would you encourage people maybe listening or watching to pray for our brothers and sisters overseas in the Ukraine and in Russia. I would, I would, I would say that. Even though here's a stigma in the United States, we think Russia's evil. No. We think Russia's bad. No. No. And Ukraine's yeah. good. Come on. But maybe other people in the world think Ukraine's bad sure. and Russia's yeah, good. Of course. So how would you encourage yeah. brothers and sisters in Christ to actually use their words? Remember what you said in the very beginning? Protect mm-hmm. because people will affect. Yep. If we pray slanted, Yep. And negatively, yeah. we could be causing a curse to go over somebody's life rather than a blessing. So how would you kind of I would I would work pray I, I would pray um, first first we need to be in his will and we need to understand what that is. He is for people. People. Those are his children. We need to pray for their salvation. God has to create an atmosphere over there where there's revival, mm-hmm. where there's and more than revival. There needs to be a breaking, and maybe this is the breaking, mm-hmm. right? Maybe this is the place where God is is bringing people to their knees, and they're crying out to him, right? Mm-hmm. And saying, Lord, have mercy on us. Mm-hmm. So I would pray for his mercy. I would pray for their salvation. I would pray mm-hmm. for their protection. Right. I would pray for, listen, 
it's not cliche to pray for peace. Right. We need peace. Yes, on both sides. Jesus was in the boat. The weather was ridiculous. It was crazy. He got up. He put his hand out over the water and said, peace, be still. Mm. Peace, be still. I said something the other day in a coffee shop to a Jewish man. That was like the boxes in your house. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to the first episode. Oh, yeah, please. Go back. Episode number one. He told me about his life. He told me about his divorce. Told me about what he's doing, how he's behaving. Sounds like a good guy, but he's gone through some rough stuff. And I spoke to him and I said to him, Shalom. Peace. Nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing broken. Yeah. And I, I think that we need to promote those things. You know, I, people get caught up in the news. Mm -hmm. They get caught up in what's being fed to them. Yeah. They get angry. They get confused. Right? Mm -hmm. This is These are... Things that take place, right? Yeah, distractions. Yeah, there's no doubt about Many it. Many voices coming from everywhere. <clears throat> it's hard to see through all the bull yeah. crap. Yeah. Number one, shut it off. Watch the Nick and Mark show. Yeah, that's all you need. <laughs> that's all you need. <laughs> yeah. uh, mainstream media, bro, is part of that whole world and realm. So I got a question for you. What are some things right now that are faith killers? If somebody's struggling with faith and they feel like they're always on the losing side, always on the, the short end of the stick, they want to build their faith, give us two scenarios. What can they do to build their faith and what can they do to get some of those faith killers away from their lives? I'll say one. Identify faith killers first. I'm going to say one. Okay. You f follow, follow okay. up. Okay. First and foremost, I will always 100% go straight to the Bible. Yes, of course. Okay? Faith comes by hearing. And hearing, hearing by the Word. That's it. Yeah. The Word of God, whether our listeners, you good people, whether you believe it or not, the Word of God is alive. Mm -hmm. The Bible says that the Word is God. Yes. Right? He came. He's the Word. He is God. Not a God. Right. God. Right. God the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, done. That's the Word. The Word is truth, and we have faith by hearing the Word. Yes. You have to be in the Word of God to increase your faith. There's no, there's no other way. Literally. And it applies to so many different things. I was talking about this with somebody recently in regards to like all the different books that they read and all the right. different things that we see and all the memes and all the different, you know, promote positive influence and all, right, all this stuff. But all of that stems from, again, his principles, his word. That's where it comes from. Yeah. That is where our faith is going to be built. Because once you get into the word, when you are, when you're diving in, when you're digesting it, when you're engulfed, it breaks fear apart, bro. Mm -hmm. It destroys every 
inkling, yeah, every every little stitch of fear, yeah. it annihilates it. Gotcha. So for practical application purposes, read the word. What does it mean to read the word? The if Bible. You're, if you're brand new and you're just starting out in your faith, or if you're old and you're just reigniting your faith, what are some practical applications? Start reading the New Testament. Yeah. What's the, I, what's I the, would say the, what's the best place to start in the New Testament? Just when right you're in just the Gospels, starting out? right? Like a John. Gospels. Gospel of John. John, Matthew, Mark, Luke. John. Gospels are absolutely integral. That's where you want to begin. You want to read the, listen, the red letter words. Yeah. The red letter words. That's the words of Jesus. If you get a Bible and look for red letters, that is the words of Christ, yeah. right? If you don't have a physical Bible, you can download version's Bible app. Bible app. Okay? Easy. Bible app. Done. And then you'll have a bunch of versions that you can look at, whether it's the New King James Version or the Living Translation or the NIV or whatever that, whatever that version is. You want to read a Bible with 66 books. Yes, that's important. This which, is very which important. The Bible app has. It does. I don't think there's any version that. I'm not have. sure, but the Bible app. Uh, 66 books. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Period. And actually, if you want some direction, I'll tell you. New King James Version is great. Living, uh, the Living Translation is great. Um, the Passion, uh, and also the Message. You know, for people that don't understand so much, story, it's more, more of a story, story. but. Um, you know, you, you could you could kind of if you want to really dive in and study and, and learn the word, there's ways and you could. And if you mark, you know, throw some comments in. I need help. Uh, we'll yeah. give you some direction. We'll get some resources. We will absolutely, uh, you know, feed you what what we use to study the word, uh, because there's so many translations. You really want to understand what comes out of the Hebrew and the Greek. Aramaic, right? Um, to really get to the root and the foundation. So the Gospels are a good place to start, uh, but the New Testament is very important because that's where we live. We live in, um, we don't live in the law, which is the Old Testament. We live in grace, right? Jesus died so that we could have life, life more abundantly. He also uh, allows us to, we're in this place where we're not under the law anymore, okay? We live in this place of grace where we fall down. I'm not saying sin and sin and sin and sin. We're going to fall. Mark and I, we might drive by somebody. They piss us off. <laughs> hey. uh, but yeah. I flipped his dad off one, yes. one day. Another episode. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was no good. I got so <laughs> angry. <laughs> anyway. Right, so that's practical application. Practical, so that's yeah. how you build your faith. Yeah. I'll give you some faith killers or some things that will steal your faith. Um, number one, the biggest thing that is hitting me right now is social media. Yep. Let's just be honest. Let's call it what it is. Social media is one of the biggest faith killers that you can have inside your life. So if you are somebody that spends hours and hours scrolling social media, I'll tell you from personal experience. When, scroll hole. When you get go down the scroll hole, and when you scroll through social media, you do it because you're trying to fill a void. You're trying to feel connected. But what ends up happening is you you become depleted. You become uh, devastated with all of the things happening around you. And what it does is it it's a it's a faith sucker. It sucks the life out of you. 
It sucks the faith out of you. If you're scrolling, you know, Facebook, people say they scroll Facebook to try to connect with family and something. Ah, maybe when it first came out, they scroll Facebook to try to feel fulfilled. How many likes did I get on my post? How many comments did I get? Did this picture trigger somebody to say something? And so what it does is it steals our faith. Mm -hmm. We may be, be believing for God to provide for us in some way, provide finances, provide our son or yep. daughter to come back, yep. maybe our husband or our wife to come back. Mm -hmm. And when we're scrolling and we see glimpses of people living other lifestyle maybe better than us, come on, bro. and we reflect and we look at our lifestyle because it's not there, mm -hmm. our expectations get cut in half right. and we are depleted in faith. Oh it kills our faith yeah. rather than builds our That's faith. Exactly right. So I'm not saying never use social media, but I'm saying be conscious of how you use social media and how much you use social media. If you feel at the end of the day like you are worn out, like you're burnt out, like you're tired because you spent so much time yeah. on social media, hello, hello, preaching to the choir right here, <clears throat> right? Popcorn gallery right here because it's happened to me regularly. You have to step back. Maybe maybe delete the apps off your phone for a little well, while. Also, Make yeah. it take a sabbatical, what do you do take when you a first break. Open your eyes? What do you do when you first open your eyes? I've built a habit where I do not open my phone and look at emails, social media, or notifications on my phone until I fully get up. I go have a cup of coffee. If I pray that morning, then I'll do that, and then I'll open up my phone. It's a very important thing that you don't – 99% of people watching this right now will wake up in the morning. What's the first thing that they'll do? What did I miss while I was sleeping? What notifications came in? Who texted me? And what that does to you in the morning is that sucks the life out of you. It sucks the faith out of you in the morning. What some things that we do right before we go to sleep. Bad habit, guys. Not going to lie. I've been there as well. That's something we're working out in our own life. Laying in bed and scrolling while you're in bed before you fall asleep. It's a faith killer, man. It sucks the faith out of you. It sucks the life out of you because then you go to bed Knowing that your life isn't fulfilled, yeah. knowing that you haven't yeah. meet, met those expectations, exactly. like you see the fairy tales living on social media. Because yeah. this just social media is fake, right? Yeah. 99% of it is people showing their highlight reel, but never showing yeah. their real life. I love you so much. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, or is that right? And so, would you agree with that? Yeah. Yes. What are absolutely. some other What are some other faith killers that you know? I will. I will tell you. Because uh, I got a couple more too. Yeah, there's the no doubt. Uh, all of this has to do with media, and it's so funny because we're doing a podcast. Yeah. But stuff that you watch on television. What okay? are you feeding your soul? Yeah. That every listen, the things that you look at on your computer, the things that you look at on your devices, what you watch on the boob tube. Boob tube. Boob tube. They used to call it a boob tube, mm -hmm. right? The dumb box. Yes. Really. Because you, you know, when you're staring at something, when you're staring at a screen, mm -hmm. you get your brain. Your brain goes into an alpha state. Alpha means right? receive, 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 it's receive. Just, you, you sort of shut off. Yeah. And you're not able to function in that place. Right. And it does a lot mm -hmm. to a person's psyche, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Which is, they've, listen, children, Two, one, two, three years old. They know how to open their parents' phones. 
Know the path. Hey, this is Mark here. Thanks so much for joining us on this last podcast. We really, truly appreciate your support. We definitely could not do this without you. If you can take just a brief second and click that share button, share this podcast to your social media, get this message out to more people so that there's a greater impact on our community. And for those of you who want to give a little extra support, leave a review on Spotify, Apple Music, or Google Podcast. That'll actually help our reach on those platforms as well. Thanks so much. God bless. And we'll see you in the next episode.